Hi everyone, this is Kate. And this is Diane. And welcome to Artwise. So today we have an interesting podcast planned. Um in that it's it's not very planned at all. <laughs> um, but that's okay. We're It's all right. I mean, I think some of the best uh, conversations you can have kind of just happen. So, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's a little bit planned. I mean... It's a bit, yeah. It's yeah. a little structured. So today uh, we're actually going to be talking about like tips and pointers for the the people that are striving to become artists. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. So we we both have a lot of those. We both speak from experience. You can be mm-hmm. any age. You can be a you can be a youngin, you can be an oldin, you can be anybody that's that's <laughs> trying to learn art. Uh this mm-hmm. is just kind of like things that, you know, we wish we would have known when we were first starting out that we think would be yeah. helpful. So, yeah, I mean, do you want to go ahead and and start with one of your things and then we can just yeah, sure. we can just work off of it? <laughs> Yeah. So my first my first thing on my list was you don't have to draw every day. I I know a lot of like it, at least in my experience a lot of professors um or teachers tell you draw every day. I mean, if you can draw every day, that's great. If you want to do that, that's great. But for me personally, drawing every day does not work for me. It's not something I can do. Um but that's just me personally. <laughs> that's interesting that you say that. Hmm. Yeah. yeah I just don't think anyone should feel pressured to draw every day oh absolutely you don't want to get burnt out because then you're not yeah. going to want to do it for a long time um I've talked to people who you know have gone to art school and they were in like a position where they had to draw every day and they were so mm-hmm. burnt out that they had to take months off I personally have taken months off from drawing um oh yeah me too. personal <laughs> stuff um because i'm i'm an artist for work like it's my job so i kind of don't have a choice but to draw every day which you know mm-hmm. i don't really see that as too big of an issue because personally like stuff that i draw for work is is completely different from like stuff that i draw like for myself so yeah, that makes sense. it doesn't drain me as much. I still have just as much motivation to draw things that I want to draw, even though I'm I'm drawing for work. But that that's neither here here nor there. It's just interesting that you bring that up because I definitely yeah. I definitely was a kid who drew every single day. But then again, I didn't feel like I didn't feel pressured to. I just did it because I wanted to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And it, yeah, to each their own, definitely. I think it depends on the person. I think some artists can definitely draw every day, but I don't think anyone should feel pressured to draw every day. Yeah, that's that's a good one for sure. Just because yeah. I know a lot of people who get burnt out like that really super easily. And, you know, that's mm-hmm. the last thing you want to do, especially when you're trying to become an artist because uh, you still want to have the motivation to create. Otherwise, there's there's no point in becoming an artist if you get burnt out. You yeah. Know? So. Yeah, there's no creative juices flowing. You're just kind of blah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. All right. Well, my next thing on my list is um, draw from life if you have art block, which I that's my advice. 
I I'm not like I'm an okay artist. I'm not very seasoned, but it's something that I like. I'm traditionally trained, so but I that's just how I feel. <laughs> yeah, I definitely agree with uh the drawing from life thing. So, mm-hmm. um when I was in school, high school specifically, uh that is what I did pretty much I had so anecdote here little story (laughs) Uh, my junior year of high school was a very good year for me I always had ideas I never missed a single assignment I had ideas for everything almost like instantaneously Um, I had artwork that was in the Dolly Museum I won a scholarship to Ringling's pre-college program which is how (laughs) me and Diane met Um, Mm -hmm. there are just like, I had a really good year, my junior year. I was crushing it. I was drawing every single day. I didn't have to worry about what I was making. And then my senior year, I just kind of like ran, I guess I just, I don't know if I would say like I ran out of ideas, but I definitely kind of was at a point where I'm like, well, I did everything I wanted to do. Now I have no clue what to do. And I was also working, um, almost full time while I was in high school And I was a dual enrollment student, so I had classes at the high school and the college at the same time. So I was, like, constantly, like, turning in art assignments late in my AP art class. And, like, everybody was just kind of like, hey, like, what's up? Like, you used to do really good. And I'm like, dude, I have so much going on right now. Um, Mm -hmm. But that was, like, the main thing that I did. And I remember in class, I would sit there and, like, this is something – that I'm so glad that I did for a year straight because a lot of people really struggle with this. But I would sit there and I would draw my left hand. I would do it in class oh, when I was yeah. bored and not paying attention. I would do it mm-hmm. for art class. I would do it for whatever. I would just draw my left hand. And I remember I had um, this uh, at, at this community college um, for, for my dual enrollment classes. I was taking a humanities class. And uh, for our humanities class, uh, part of the assignments were like you had to um, every like chapter that we had, you had to do like a visual arts where you would turn in a drawing or a painting or whatever that you did. Um, You Mm -hmm. had um, sculpture where you had to turn in a sculpture, like just all the humanities you had like every week. And I remember that week I had to turn in a drawing. I was like, crap, I didn't do anything. So I just like flipped through my (laughs) sketchbook and I was like, oh, yeah, okay. I drew 11 hands. Um, And so then uh, we were in small groups and the small groups had to like pick who had the best drawing. And like, of course, I got picked because nobody in that class was an artist. It was just like there to fulfill a credit (laughs) for most of them. And Mm -hmm. I had to present and uh, my professor was like all right Kate like what did you draw and like I opened my sketchbook and like across two pages uh, I had just had 11 hands of my left hand and for my presentation I just stood up and opened it and I was like I am Kate I drew my left hand 11 times and everyone was (laughs) like why your left hand and I was like because I'm right-handed and (laughs) (laughs) And everybody was so confused. Like, why would that matter? And then my professor, like, it clicked in his head. And he was like, wait, so you just looked at your hand and you just drew it? And I was like, well, yeah, I don't know how else you would do it. Like, what do you mean? And everybody was, like, shook. Because, like, hands are really hard to draw. But I had just, like, it was just, like, a muscle thing. 
Like every yeah. single class I was in, I was just drawing my left hand. Cause like, do I care about like math and psychology and my other, like, no, you think I'm taking notes? I'm drawing my left hand. I'm not taking notes. I don't care. I want to be an artist. I don't want to be a mathematician. I don't care. I'm here to fulfill a credit. I'm going to draw my left hand. And yeah. yeah, it would just like, people would always just be like, how'd you get so good at drawing hands? And I'm like, well, I had a face. That's all I drew for an entire year was my left hand. So uh, anybody who can't figure out what to draw, I would urge you to draw your left hand. Um, I also would draw like stuff that was on my teacher's desk, like staplers Mm -hmm. and stuff and like the cabinets just to get like, it it helps you a lot with perspective if you draw like cabinets and like shelves like with books on them I would do that a lot Mm -hmm. too that was always really helpful for me but yeah that's just like my experience um with drawing (laughs) from life uh yeah I would totally totally agree with that is definitely Mm -hmm. like a great thing to do if you can't think of of anything super creative to make for sure. It's not, yeah, it's not the most fun answer, but def- definitely drawing from life, observational drawing, is how you're going to get good. That's yeah. just the bottom line. <laughs> yeah. And I even would if s- you're, like, stylized stuff, even if you, there's still, there's still a basis of knowledge that you should know, um, and drawing from life will help you gain that knowledge. Yeah. I also think, too, um, something that's really important that a lot of new artists hate when I tell them hate it they get mad they scream at me uh you need to use a reference I don't care if you're drawing something super stylized like we need to Mm -hmm. like normalize using references because you're not copying you just you need sometimes like your brain can't hold all that information you're just you're you're not going to remember what something looks like from the top of your head like you're just not you need to use a reference it will help your art so much I I challenge everyone watching this I challenge all of you draw something Draw a bike right now. Everybody draw a bike. Just draw a little quick little bicycle. You're you're not going to do it right. I guarantee you. Nobody <laughs> just remembers how a, how a friggin' bike works. Uh, and then use we'll a reference and redraw Instagram. it. Yeah, tag us. Tag us on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> use the hashtag artwise I drew a bike. <laughs> yeah. Tag us on Instagram. Do a before and after. I want to see you drawing a bike without a reference and then drawing a bike with a reference. I guarantee you it's going to be better. And it's not even copying because yeah. everybody knows like it's a bike. It's a like, bike. It's yeah. just a bike. But like I'm just saying <laughs> like well you can even like take your own reference images i've done that before where where i'll like take a picture of my hand in a position or i'll have my brother like take a picture of me sitting in a certain way oh all the time it's yeah like you can totally do it and it's yeah it's not copying at all yeah i mean i wouldn't even feel pressured to take your own but if that's all you have absolutely i just did that the other day for like a a random Mm -hmm. painting i did that our guest jen uh after her episode i was like you know what she makes me want to paint so I'm gonna paint and so I was (laughs) I was painting after that episode and I just was using references of like I would I was taking pictures of my face in my own hands I wasn't even trying to draw myself but it's just good for not only perspective but it's good to make sure that your proportions are correct and like Mm -hmm. among a million other things like like for example with a bike uh nobody really 
like off the top of their head knows how things like bikes work or zippers work nobody just like remembers that because your brain doesn't need to know (laughs) how a bike yeah unless you're just like obsessed or like you build bikes (laughs) for a living you don't really need to know that but like people Mm -hmm. don't need to know like when you ride a bike you're not thinking how is this bike going what what is making this bike go forward you're thinking i'm on a bike i'm going somewhere like nobody and like when you're unzipping your jacket you don't need to know like why the zipper how the zipper works you don't need to know that and your brain doesn't care because it's like okay i'm unzipping my jacket because it's too hot and i want it off and that's that it doesn't it your brain doesn't need to know every single little bit of information that's why it's important to use references because your brain is not going to remember to a t correctly exactly how things look and exactly how things should look and should operate especially with lighting and stuff like that i'm very so guilty true. lighting especially yeah, lighting very, is, yeah i'm very guilty of just making up lighting but Ideally, you should use a reference for lighting unless you're like super skilled. If you're still learning, uh, use a reference. I would say that. It doesn't uh, have to be from life. If you have the opportunity to go like trying to think of examples, like literally anywhere to the zoo on a bus, literally anywhere (laughs) you can draw from observation and that's great practice. It is more difficult. I will say that. But oh, sure. um, if you don't, if you don't have that, if you're if you're trying to draw something and you don't have the opportunity to go draw it from life, absolutely find you know some stock images on Google yes. and just use those. Mm-hmm. Those great are my advice. favorite. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> References are so important, and people always like villainize artists, being like, "It's cheating." you're just copying this, like, you're not. Don't listen to those people. (laughs) And another thing, too, is, like, a lot of people, for some reason, don't know. You can use multiple references and stitch them together in Photoshop. I used to do that all the time. Like, you, Mm -hmm. you can literally go into Photoshop and take your reference images and stitch them together in a way that you need them and draw that. And it's Photoshop not, is amazing. Yeah, Photoshop is amazing. I used it for <laughs> I painted this girl and she had like a flower growing out of her eye. I painted it like my I think it was my sophomore year in high school. I never finished it. It's sitting in my living room right now, like unfinished that I started <laughs> when I was 16 years old, like five years ago. And I I remember making the reference for that image. I used a, a photo of one of the girls from season I think it was season seven of America's Next Top Model because I thought she was really pretty (laughs) I I used a picture of her I went into Photoshop and I like just kind of like stitched together what I wanted because I wanted like I think it was roses like growing out of her eyeballs and like I do a Hmm. lot of plant stuff I just enjoy that but yeah and then I I painted it and I never finished it but I definitely wouldn't have ever started had I not photoshopped together the reference because I wouldn't have known where to begin. So you can always like stitch together your references in Photoshop or you can stitch them together in your head and just use multiple references. That's what I tend to do now. But when I was first starting out, it was easier for me to Photoshop them together so that I knew kind of like what looked right and what didn't before I started drawing. But yeah, you can use Photoshop or any other photo editing software to do that. That was really helpful for me when I was learning (laughs) yeah that's a great idea (laughs) um 
All right. Here's my next hot tip. Here we go. Don't compare yourself to others. Oh. That's my tip. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. This is something I think a lot of young artists struggle with, especially when they go off to like school. Me and too. I still especially do. when you go to art, yeah, art college. You're surrounded by like wonderful, talented people. And it's so, I know it's so hard to not compare yourself to those people, but everyone has something different to offer. Everyone's moving at a different pace. Um, just don't, just don't compare yourself to others. Like, just don't do it. <laughs> yeah, in the end, I struggle with this one a little bit because I'm a firm believer in like wanting, okay, how do I word this in a way that's respectful and nice? I'm a firm believer in, like, thinking that you have room to improve on things. I'm not going to say that in a mean way. Like, there are a reason why when you go to school for art or even if you take an art class in at your high school or your community college, there are reasons why we have critiques. We have critiques to help you and not to make you feel bad um there is always no matter how skilled you are i'm thinking of a couple artists who are maybe like top tier but there's pretty much always going to be somebody that's better than you absolutely Um, and you can't let that hinder you from your art Mm -hmm. journey but like and i get what you're saying like don't compare yourself to others don't like say like oh my art is like absolute trash like i'm so much worse than this person don't do that but it's okay to be like wow that person's anatomy is so much better than mine i really need to work on that you know what i mean yeah and and learn from others yeah yeah i mean you can compare yourself but don't but don't feel bad about your art because you think someone else's is better exactly don't yeah don't let yourself um, I guess the word you use is don't hinder yourself from improving. Don't hinder yourself from, you know, continuing your art journey um, just because, you know, there's someone in your class or someone you know who's who you think is better than you are. You should never let that stop you. Yeah. As my high school art teacher would say, everybody is on a different journey and you're just at a different mm-hmm. place than them. And that's OK, yeah. because at one point they were just as bad as you are right now. Not to say yes. that anybody's bad. You're just learning, and that's fine. <laughs> yeah. Everybody who's learning knows that that people are better than them, but it's the people who ignore the fact that people are better than them and continue working on their artwork until they get to the point where they're good. Those are the people who yeah. end up good, not the people that give up because there are people better than them. You get good True. because you continue to do it, not because you yeah. see someone else's art and you give up. I know it's hard. Mm-hmm. I've definitely, in, in my day, multiple times seen someone else's art and been like, I should give up but like that's not how you that's not how you get to your your destination by giving Mm up it's it's hard to do yeah you you really do have to gonna be yeah yeah you have to be be learning oh absolutely yeah exactly You, you have to be super passionate about art in order to do it because it's so easy for people to tell you that you're horrible and you just you can't let it get to you I just did a commission recently. 
for a pretty big YouTuber. I'm just going to insert another anecdote here. I'm not bragging (laughs) because literally like the shirts have not sold at all, but I just did a commission. And if you go on my YouTube channel, uh, I can probably link it if anybody cares because I have a lot of good tips and pointers on there as well um, that I made when I was in high school, by the way. So like, don't think that's me now. (laughs) They're old videos. Um, but I have a lot of, um, tips and pointer videos on my YouTube channel as well. But, uh, as of recently this week, um, I uploaded a video since I'm trying to upload on there more consistently, uh, of my commission process. Um, so I actually recently did a commission for, uh, the YouTuber Airsoft Fatty, um, I don't know if any of you guys know him. If you do, uh, congrats. Uh, If you don't, um, he's a YouTuber. He has about half a million subscribers. Uh, And I thought it was like pretty cool to be able to do a commission for someone with like that big of a following. So um, I made a process video for my commissions. But um, when Airsoft Fatty, the YouTuber that I made the merch and worked on the commission for... Um, when he posted the shirt designs I did, um, I would say probably like 80% of the comments about uh, the designs were really negative. <laughs> and I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I care a little bit enough to like mention it to people, but I'm still working on ideas for his next line because he liked what I did and he wants to work with me again. And that's what's mm-hmm. important and not yeah you know random people commenting on youtube so like comparing yourself to others and letting other people tell you that you're bad like don't let that stop you because that helps nobody they're just being mean to be be mean unless it's something that's actually constructive and helpful like you can literally just ignore it but if if you're in a critique and somebody says hey your anatomy is a little off. Maybe you should work on that. Like that's something constructive that you can take and you can make your art better with. And that's like perfectly fine. And I think that's like a great thing. But, you know, when there are people that are like, I could do better than this. This is trash. Like just ignore that. That's not helpful. Not, it doesn't help anybody. There's no reason for them to say that other than they're just proving that they're it's a big mean. meanie. Just mean. Yeah. Yeah. So don't let other people tear you down, especially if you're a student if you're in middle school high school that age people are gonna tell you that you're garbage but guess what they can't do better because they're not working on art at all I guarantee it there are very few people who are Mm -hmm. artists and the people that are artists um nine times out of ten they won't be mean to you there are exceptions (laughs) for sure there yeah but um they're like the majority of artists are pretty pretty uh constructive in their comments (laughs) and pretty nice too and if they're not and you need uh constructive criticism from somebody who isn't in your high school art class who isn't going to bully you every day you can just message me and diane on our instagram at artwise podcast we'll give you some constructive criticism (laughs) that's actually helpful if you need it Mm -hmm. Um, yeah and that kind of brings us to my next my next tip which is uh get others opinions more than one yes yes definitely yeah, super important to, you know, if you have the chance to go to a critique or be critiqued, do it. Like, don't have your feelings hurt. It's okay. These people are just, you know, trying to help you, trying to make you a better artist. Um, 
and it's it shouldn't be scary it should just be it's an experience and um it, it'll help you you know improve and it'll help you with your current pieces and such yeah definitely um I, yeah, and I would add to that, like, do not be afraid of criticism. Don't let it hurt your feelings. Like, I know that when you, like, trust me, I know, like, I know better than anyone, (laughs) especially growing up, um, you know, with uh, a parent who's an artist, um, you, you spend, you know, eight plus hours working on a piece just for somebody to be like, it's good, but this looks bad. And like, you need to fix it. And this is like what you did wrong. I know, like how much it sucks to hear the criticism, but it, it genuinely, like, it's to help you. And if instead of getting upset, you take that and be like, okay, if I work on this, the next time it'll be even better. Like, yeah. it's it's about your mindset too. I, it's Being an artist is just hard. Like, nobody, like, nobody's going to tell you that it's easy. I mean, people who, who aren't artists are going to tell you that it's easy because everybody <laughs> thinks it's easy, but it's not easy. Being an artist isn't easy. It's, it can be very damaging to your self-esteem and your self-confidence if you let it get to you. Um, Mm -hmm. But in order to become a good artist, you can't let it get to you. (laughs) It's like one of the most important things, because if you let it get to you to the point where you quit, then you're never going to get to where, you know, you're professional and you're doing it for a living. Like when I was in middle school and high school, I was so worried that I would never get to the point. I'm like, here I am now. I'm I'm turning 21 next month. I do this as a for a living. I make a living. I'm able to support myself off of it. Mm-hmm. And I never yeah. like as a as a kid when I let everything hurt my feelings, but like I still push forward. I was so worried I would never get to that point. If you work hard enough and you listen to people and you take that advice, like I promise you'll get there. And don't yes. don't let things get to you. You know what I mean? Like it's just super yeah. important because it's very hard. And I know people will tell you that, oh, art isn't a real job. It's it's so easy. Like every anybody could do that. No, it's really hard. It takes a lot more work than a lot of other uh, occupations out there. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't know why it gets a bad rap because it shouldn't. It takes a lot of time and dedication and practice and you know sure. toughening of the skin and whatnot and. Yeah. yeah. You can't let things like yeah. that get to you. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, yeah, it's it can be really helpful to get new perspectives, too. Just on, sometimes, like, people go into their own little bubble when they're making art, which is totally fine. Um, but, yeah, it can be difficult to, to, to look at something and know what to do next. Um, if you've been staring at it for eight hours and, and that's all you're seeing when you close your eyes. So yeah, it's definitely very important. Don't, you know, don't feel, um, don't feel bad. Don't feel, I guess just don't feel bad about, you know, being critiqued. Those people are trying to help you most of the time. Um, but yeah, definitely getting a new perspective is really important, I think, when it comes to art. I would completely agree with that 100%, especially mm-hmm. if it's something that you just spent, like, if you took an eight-hour chunk of time where you were doing yeah. nothing, you didn't take any breaks, you were just working on this piece, it is so easy to miss the simplest things. You will be shocked. Yeah. And, like, this Absolutely. is this is, like, mainly, like, from my experience, like, at work like you will completely miss things like I I work on sports apparel 
and my team does both NFL and MLB. And we were just having a conversation about this yesterday. Uh, one of my coworkers mixed up the NFL and the MLB and she, yeah. And on, um, the football team, the, the, uh, Philadelphia Eagles, she put the Philadelphia Phillies and nobody noticed it until it got all the way to licensing. Isn't that crazy? And because you're sitting there like working on stuff and like nobody like vetted it up until the point where it got to licensing. Like, it happens. When you're, like, focused on something, you sometimes, like, miss those little things. So it's really important to have have people look at your artwork. Um, Oh, yeah. Because, like, a fresh pair of eyes can sometimes, like, even if it's not even, like, something that can be critiqued, like, if it's not anatomy or something like that, I guarantee you there's, like, a little thing. Like, I I remember when I first started drawing people, I would put two left hands on people all the time. And I just wouldn't notice because I'd be so focused on the other little details that like sometimes big picture things you just completely miss um Mm -hmm. so that's another reason why it's just really good to get uh, a second pair of of fresh eyes on things because they'll catch a lot of mistakes that you are so like closely invested into your work that that you might miss Mm -hmm. you saying that about the hands reminded me of ringling when who didn't you have a professor who always drew the hands like who always did oh draw my the gosh arms in weird places yeah so uh what was his name i don't even remember some guy he was a professor at ringling um i'll just share like the gist of of his little anecdote that he shared with us but um <laughs> there was this girl in our class i forget her name if if somebody who went to pre-college with us and remembers it she was the girl who like she was easily probably one of the most technically skilled artists in our uh our concept uh visual development class Mm. um she was like every time she drew something it was so incredibly detailed and like it just looked so nice and everybody was just blown away every time she drew anything um and this one uh piece that she did for the concept design class uh, the figure that she drew, I forget, I feel like it was a turtle, but I don't really remember. Um, but this this one like character that she drew, the character had his hands behind his back and you couldn't see his mm-hmm. hands. And it like led the professor to be like, tell this long story how basically in one of his classes, he had to draw a comic about his first day and like what his first day of school was like. And, like, Mm -hmm. throughout the comic, he did, like, everything in his power um, to kind of, like, make sure that you couldn't see the hands. Mm -hmm. Uh, He would just, like, like, make all these, like, awkward, like, unnecessary positions where he was drawing himself. And, like, the art was really good, but he just wasn't confident in in drawing hands. So he made everything (laughs) look so, like, unnecessarily awkward because he didn't want to draw the hands. And, um, yeah, basically he presented it to his professor and because of all of the, uh, the awkward positions of like ways that he was trying to cover his hands, um, 
and like ways that he was trying like awkward positions his professor thought that in every single frame of the comic that he did it just looked like he was masturbating (laughs) and we were all laughing so hard because then after he pointed that out uh, the girl who drew that character in like the awkward way with his hands behind his back and he was turned a certain way it totally did look like he was doing that <laughs> and it was just super funny but yeah I just I just thought of that I just remembered that story when you were talking I, that story yeah. has stuck with me through yeah. <laughs> three years I think about it all too often it's actually yeah. part of the reason I went through that hand phase in high school because I was like that's <laughs> never gonna happen to me I'm good at drawing hands <laughs> and it never yeah. has so I'm gonna draw hands hands are handy <laughs> hands are handy and anatomy too I got totally roasted oh, yeah. uh, because I drew somebody's collarbones like straight uh and i went to portfolio day to get a critique on my portfolio and it was only one drawing but i still got like roasted for drawing the collarbones straight that's another thing i would say honestly um if you don't have any anatomy books go to like barnes and noble or order one on amazon or online or something and buy an anatomy book and just like copy it just for practice because you'll learn and pick up on things really quick and you -hmm. won't make those little mistakes like making the collarbones straight or the hands looking like weird and broken and decrepit um there's a lot of (laughs) mistakes you'll avoid by just learning basic anatomy because there there's always going to be those those kids in like art school that are like well, I know, like, that's not how collarbones and hands are supposed to look, but it's just my style. Like, no, that's not an excuse. Just learn it. It's it's not hard. Yeah. You, you're not. Yeah. You, you As an artist, there are certain things that you just have to learn, especially if you're doing illustration. Graphic design is mm-hmm. a little bit different. That's probably something you don't need to know. But if you're planning on doing any type of drawing, painting, whatever, um, you need to know human anatomy and perspective and proportions and all that stuff it's just something for sure that you gotta learn and it sucks yeah. if you don't want to do it but you gotta do it it's just part of it because mm-hmm. not yeah. knowing it there's and there's no excuse so it's true <laughs> yeah it's a good it's a good basis of knowledge i like to use um there's this online site i'm forgetting what it's called but it's a figure drawing website where you can choose like what kind of models you want and then how long of intervals you want yeah. to like, see a picture for. And, and it's at a timer. I love using those. Yeah. Yeah. Hold on. I think I have that bookmarked. Uh, continue talking and I'll, I'll bring up the name of it. And I'll probably, uh, I'll send it to you so you can link it in the episode description. Yeah. It's a really great tool. Um, it's, I mean, it works really well in place of like uh, live figure drawing, even though nothing beats live figure drawing. Um. But yeah, you you pick you can choose what kind of models you want, you know, male, female, clothed, unclothed. Um, and then you can choose the time interval of how long you want to see each picture for. It's really great if you're like warming up um, and you just set each picture to like 30 seconds and you, you know, do your line of action and just do a quick little scribble of the um, of the figure. It's really helpful. And I think, you know, I didn't know about it until maybe a year ago i use it constantly i use it for buildings i've i've recently i've gone uh gotten really into drawing buildings because um i haven't finished my bachelor's degree yet i have an associate's in art of associate of arts 
think it's called an associate. I don't even know what my degree is called. Um, I have an <laughs> associate of arts degree or something, something like that. Um, mm-hmm. And so I, I didn't finish my bachelor's degree yet. And um, I don't really, I can't afford it right now. So I'm not too concerned about it, but I'm just trying to like figure out what I want to do. And I've been using it to draw buildings because I've been thinking about doing architecture because I'm sick of being broke. Um, <laughs> but I've been using it for buildings. But the the website is called reference.sketchdaily.net. Um, yes. And you can choose full body, just a singular body part, types of animals, structures, uh, plants, um, literally anything you can think of. And it'll have you pick what you want. So like, say like you pick full body um, gender, you can pick, you know, male or female clothing, clothes or nude pose. Yeah. Um, you can choose different poses that you want to focus on. Like say you have really hard time with action poses or say um, you have a really hard time with stationary poses and making them look fluid. Uh, you can pick one of those to practice and um, you can pick like, if you want to see like the front, the side or the back, um Mm -hmm. and then it has a timer so you can pick like if you want to do 30 seconds for each one one minute two minute five minutes an hour like you can pick any of those it's a really good tool I would suggest it to anybody Mm -hmm. everyone I know that does art has used it at one point or another and yeah (laughs) yeah absolutely I freaking love that website use it a lot (laughs) yeah it's definitely really helpful if you're trying to learn uh, very quickly, which um, I don't know if anybody on here has come from my YouTube channel at any point, um, but I have a lot of requests to make a video. Um, I have a lot of requests to make a video about like tips and pointers for mm-hmm. getting your art to improve as fast as possible because um, a lot of my subscribers were like looking to do pre-college programs and they were like I want to improve my art skills as fast as possible before I go to this summer program um and that's like one of the things I would I would definitely suggest um if you're trying to get your art to like as as good as possible as quickly as possible that's definitely Mm -hmm. um yeah the best thing that I would use like in terms of improving it Um, And I have other pointers, too, for if you're trying to improve as quickly as possible. But I think this this podcast was just meant, like, for general, like, things, tips and pointers. Yeah. Hot tips. (laughs) Hot tips. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Kate and Dee's hot tips. Hot tips. (laughs) Easy, uh, easy, breezy, beautiful. Pointers. Pointers. Yeah. Cover girl. Cover girl. (laughs) 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 all right well i have one more thing on my list it's kind of general but um it's just not really advice as much as it's just reassurance that you are learning from your mistakes and you're improving even if you're not you know seeing it yeah yeah it can be it can be a slow process to you know improve as an artist it's really difficult um we know (laughs) (laughs) yeah Uh, but yeah it's definitely I think it's definitely worth it it's super rewarding I mean it's very fun it's very relaxing you can make a career out of it it's just great (laughs) 
Uh, one thing I would add to your last pointer is if you are struggling to see the improvement, um, one thing, especially for artists just starting out, save your work. Don't throw it away. Yes. Don't be like, oh, yeah. God, this is so bad and throw it away. Because I know the feeling of wanting to do that. Mm -hmm. But trust me, on those days when, you know, you're just feeling like, oh, my God, like, I'm not I feel like I haven't made any improvement in the past year. Like, I feel like I haven't gotten anywhere. You're going to want to go yeah. back and look at those because it's going to make you feel sure. so good. Like when you see yeah. like, oh, God, I thought I haven't made any improvement, but this looks like absolute garbage. It's going to make you feel better. I know, like, it's it's oh, really yeah. easy to just want to throw it out. But like keeping it is great, especially if you run an Instagram account where you post daily or any type of social media where you post daily. The best content that I love to see is like when people draw their old stuff, like they redraw it. Yeah, that's always fun. Yeah, because you can definitely, it's so much easier to see the improvement. I know on my um, my art account on Instagram, um, I have like a very, I think I have a couple actually. I have like one that's like a drawing of Starfire and I have one that I drew of her when I was like 12 and then a drawing of her mm -hmm. that I drew when I was like 15 and it says like <laughs> three year difference and it's like super far back in my Instagram and I have one from high school too that's just junior to senior year of high school just my drawing of a fruit bowl because that was an assignment we had. And that was a, yeah. another really cool thing that my art teacher did that I really appreciate. And I, I remember when I was in high school, I used to think like, why is she giving us the same assignments every year? This is so lazy. But no, <laughs> no, 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 no. She was being strategic. It was so that you could see improvement. And I love that yeah. now because I every year I, I would post uh, or not every year, but every assignment my senior year, I would be like, this is what I did last year. And this is what I did this year. Like, you can totally see the improvement. This is awesome. So that's another yeah. thing that like, if you're really, if you're really feeling it, and you're really like sad about the progress you made, and you feel like you haven't made any progress, just to make yourself feel better. I would just pick like an old drawing from one or two years ago. Um, or however, whatever duration of time that you feel like you haven't improved yet, I would just like pick mm -hmm. one out and then redraw it. And then you can look at it and see the difference. And you can even post it on social media and be like, here's the difference. And all the comments, everybody is going to tell you, they're going to be like, wow, you've improved so much. And then you'll feel yeah. better. And you won't feel like you have just wasted a year of your time drawing because I guarantee you, if you keep at it and you continue to practice, like you're getting better, even if you can't see it. It's definitely hard when you're the one making the art to see it sometimes yes. so that's something I would recommend if if you're feeling pretty sad and like bummed about the progress you've made is just do that because it'll help you see it so much better than just that's, moping yeah that's really good advice <laughs> yeah I was kind of a late bloomer artist um I didn't really start making art until mid high school um I guess maybe early high school but I yeah I still have all of my art from then I should probably throw some of it away but I I like to go back and look at it sometimes because it yeah it it's really helpful to see the improvement um it makes you feel a bit better it's very reassuring <laughs> that's interesting I didn't know that you started all the way in high school that's crazy yeah I didn't know that <laughs> I started uh drawing see when I was uh really little like really little I always wanted to be an artist because my dad's an artist 
Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was like, that's what I want to do. Like, end of story. I've already decided. No talking me out of it. <laughs> I wouldn't know <laughs> that I was going to be right because usually kids change their mind all the time. But uh, yeah. when I was a little kid, like, that's what I wanted to do. And then I got into elementary school and nobody else was drawing. And, you know, I didn't really want to be seen as that art kid because, like, in elementary school, you have those dumb little projects that you got to do for class. And mm-hmm. everybody would always be like, I want Caitlin in my group so she can draw the pictures. And like, I just, <laughs> I did not, I was not like a fan of that. So I stopped drawing yeah. up until the end of sixth grade and like the beginning of seventh grade. I kind of started to like, draw for fun again because Mm -hmm. I remember being like oh yeah this is something I used to be good at and then I started seeing like my friends like taking art classes and getting good and I was like you know I bet if I tried to do it again I would get good too which is a horrible reason Mm -hmm. to do it by the way don't just like (laughs) don't just draw to like impress people because you think you're good at it I mean unfortunately do it for yourself unfortunately that's why I started but anyways ignore (laughs) me like don't do do it because you like it, not because you're trying to impress people. But um, yeah, yeah. so I had like friends in middle school who were taking art classes and I was like, I'm going to do that again. And so like in seventh grade, I started seriously drawing. And the main way that I learned when I first started, I don't know if it's different for you, but uh, I would literally, uh, this is one of the many things I remember doing. Um, I would take comic books so I have a comic book collection I still have some of them but recently I got rid of a lot of my old comic books but I had like a comic book collection and the main one that I remember copying was um the Joker um the fit the nice. family one I forget what it's called something a family something something uh but it was the the Joker specifically and I remember I would like take entire pages and entire panels and I would just like copy those and I wouldn't post them anywhere or anything. I wasn't trying to claim yeah. it was my own art. It was just my way of like, this is what the kind of art that I like and what I think looks cool. I love comic books. So this is like how mm-hmm. I'm going to learn. And I think it really attributed to my style the same way that you'll see a lot of artists, especially artists that are famous on social media, you'll see them like posting their artwork and being like, I was so heavily influenced by anime. Don't listen when somebody tells you not to draw anime. Um, because a lot of the times teachers will be like, don't draw anime. It's not real. Um, <laughs> it's not real. It's like not real art. Um, but anime is what I started and it's influenced my style so greatly. And like, you can totally tell. And it's not like that their art looks like anime. You can just see the influence and like my, yeah. my influence, like, wasn't anime I did draw a little bit of anime in middle school I think everybody draws a little bit of anime when they're first starting because anime is just great but um my like main influence was was comic books and now that I'm like a developed artist and I do this like for a living and I I illustrate all the time like you know just for myself because I enjoy it I think that I don't know I'm I, I think and I mean I'm asking you like can you see like I started out on comic books like can you see the influence of like comic book art in my art (laughs) for sure yeah Yeah, especially you yeah you and you always talk about how you like pop art too it's you are very like graphic 
graphic art. <laughs> yeah, bright as heck. Super, yeah. yeah. Bold lines, bold colors. Yeah, for sure. I could totally see it. <laughs> yeah, dummy, dummy thick with lots of details. Like <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, so that's that's another advice too. If you're getting started, is if there is a style that you like practice doing that first because what yeah. you start out doing like people will see it in your artwork even even as a developed artist even when you're an mm -hmm. adult an elder and you're still drawing stuff people will be like did you start out on on comic books and you go oh yeah how'd you know because you can tell <laughs> like yeah just draw what you like don't don't listen to people if, if people if your teacher says don't draw anime just don't draw anime for her class but when you're not yeah. in your in her class, do whatever the heck you want, whatever makes you happy. Yes. If if you like anime and you like how it looks and you know that is like your inspiration and what makes you happy, then do it, you know? Because yeah, you know, 20 years down the line when you're still making art and you can see that like little glimmer of like anime style in certain little mm -hmm. things that you draw, you're going to be like, "Oh, <laughs> Yeah, I used to draw that all the time. It's just great. It's like a good little <laughs> yeah. little thing. It's it's awesome. Do you have anything like that that you used to do? Oh, for sure. For sure. So the only reason I got into art in the first place is because of cartoons. I freaking love cartoons. Um, and when I started, I was really into like uh, Gravity Falls and Adventure Time, Steven Universe, Over the Garden Wall. I just, I love cartoons. I adore cartoons. And that's kind of what got me into drawing because I wanted to be an animator. Um, so I loved, you know, doodling the characters. I loved, you know, creating my own characters. And I love combining, you know, the story with the art. And that's what really got me into it. So I, I think... I don't know if anyone can tell through my style. Currently. I can. I haven't I drawn say. anything. <laughs> I haven't drawn anything in a really long time. I've taken a couple months off. COVID has kind of killed my inspiration. But um, yeah, definitely, definitely cartoons are, is what got me into it. And I don't know. Yeah, apparently you can still see it in my style today. Who knows? I can. I love cartoons. <laughs> I definitely can. It's yeah. light, but it's there. It's the same with mine. Like, obviously, I'm not mm -hmm. a comic book artist. Would I like to yeah. be? Yeah. But, like, <laughs> <laughs> everything I do now, you can still see it a little bit. And I just think that's, oh, yeah. that's something that's really cool. And I think if you really mm -hmm. enjoy some a certain type of art that's what you should do because even yeah. no matter what you're doing years and years down the line you're still gonna see that and I just really appreciate that it, it just gives like the artists like a depth that I just really appreciate and I really like so I would suggest yeah. that it's not even really a tip and pointer it's just something I think is really cool and I really enjoy mm -hmm. to see that in artists and I think other artists oh, enjoy sure. it too you know yeah. being able to catch that little like glimmer of just yeah this is cartoon. what this is what got you started yeah yeah it's really cool i enjoy it <laughs> yeah and i think it it really can be helpful too especially if you are having art block to kind of go back to your roots and see what inspired you in the first place that can be helpful um that's something i need to do <laughs> yeah but yeah i do it sometimes too i i really enjoy a lot there is just like I have such a broad range of like, 
I don't know if it's like my sign, like my astrological signs, or <laughs> I don't really know what it is, but they're just like, I have an issue with just like feeling so overly passionate about so many things and starting so many projects. Like, mm-hmm. why do I host a podcast? I don't, I don't know, but like, <laughs> I enjoy it. So whatever. I don't care yeah. what anyone says, but like, I host a mm-hmm. podcast right now. Like, if you would have told me a year ago <laughs> that I was hosting a podcast, I'd be like, uh, I'm not surprised. But um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's good to be, it's definitely very good to be passionate about things. Um, and it's, it's difficult when you kind of lose some of that passion but, you know, it'll always come back in a, in one form or another. Um, yeah. And, yeah. you know, again, uh, this is just kind of like something that helped me. I don't know if this applies to everyone, but like something that helped with my creativity was putting my creativity into things other than art, like making a podcast. Oh, yeah. Since I've done this mm-hmm. podcast and I've talked to artists and interviewed them and got to know what the, inspires them, it's like inspired me to do art that I haven't done in yeah. a while. Yeah. Like I, you know, our photography episode with, with Brie and, you know, um, Jen's episode, like about her paintings. I just like, for the first time in, in a long time, I've started to, you know, do some photography and some painting and that's not stuff that I normally do. And there are just so many ways to, you know, get out of and pull yourself out of art block. And sometimes you just need a break, but I just think it's always important to just have something as a creative outlet because that's like sometimes what, you know, inspires you to do other creative things. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I I feel like I do too much kind of because I have a huge problem with starting projects and never finishing them. (laughs) But it's it's just something I enjoy, you know? I I don't know. Yeah. It just helped me. So I figured I'd mention it, but. That's true. Yeah. (laughs) But I, you know, I I agree with you. It's definitely very important to have different outlets, and you know, being a more well-rounded person can definitely help with art too. Um, so yeah, I think that's that's good advice to you know, and it's it's good yeah. to have an outlet in any way, shape, or form. Um, you should always, you know, be at at the base of it. You should really be doing it for yourself. I think. Yeah. Not to make money because you won't make money doing it. Like, no offense. <laughs> no offense to any artists out there, but... It's rough it, out there. <laughs> it, it do be rough. You'll make a living yeah. for sure. Like, you won't starve to death, uh, especially mm-hmm. if you do art commercially, but uh, it's definitely hard. <laughs> You're not going to be yeah. rich by any means. It's not like being a lawyer or a doctor, <laughs> even though it takes probably, debatably, as much work. Oh, yeah. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I think this is a good place to wrap it up. I definitely think we could do multiple of these episodes. So Mm -hmm. if you enjoyed this, you can send us a DM on Instagram, comment on Instagram. You can send us a voice message on Anchor, our hosting site. Yes. Um, If you want more episodes like this, we would be more than happy to do it. They're so easy it's a good opportunity for me and diane to talk about our experiences which we haven't really done on the podcast yet so if you'd be interested yeah i think it's great um if anyone's Mm -hmm. interested in hearing a part two or even a part three um just let us know um if this is the kind of stuff you like to hear our instagram is at artwise podcast and 
uh, on our Instagram is our, our link to our, our anchor, which is our hosting site. And on there, you can send us a voice message and we can even play it in the next episode. So feel free to do that if you want to do that. Yeah. Um, and, you know, apart from that, uh, follow us on Instagram. Recommend us to your artsy friends who you think would enjoy the podcast. If you think this episode could help anyone, mm-hmm. just go ahead and send it to them because it helps us out. It helps them out. It helps everybody out. Um, and like I always add at the very end, if you're listening on Apple mm-hmm. Podcasts, uh, we would be more than grateful if you gave us a five-star review because it helps us out a lot. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, <laughs> did you have anything else that you wanted to add? I can't think of anything. Yeah, I think we had a pretty productive it – was, it was a little off the books. But I think we – yeah, I think we got some good advice in. And I hope anyone listening, uh, I hope it helps you out a little bit. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, All right. Thank you guys so much for listening and we'll see you next Monday. Uh, Bye, everyone. Bye.